Alex, but simpler to my cousin. Um, okay. What's up, O? Awesome. I'm going to count us in with our song. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hello, Billy. Welcome, everybody. Oh, I didn't put our names on here. Well, we all make mistakes. Welcome to episode two, Saniac Podcast Recap. Coming to you live from Los Angeles and somewhere in Philadelphia. Wherever I am. It's a very thrilling time to be alive. Um, So this episode was interesting. I thought it could have been better. Um, I think that there was a lot of wasted space. Uh, but we'll get there to seemed to be that. some people not fully satisfied with the episode, mm, quite um, a few. but luckily, even before this episode aired, MTV gave us tasty, tasty <laughs> morsels. Uh, if you guys did not see what was happening on the challenge Instagram feed over the weekend, <laughs> I mean, Wow. Shani, I recorded the whole thing. I rewatched yeah. it so I could record it because it was that good. Yeah, it, it, it was like everything that everybody always talks about, that everybody always wants. And I mean, we need to we need to tease this. We need to go full in. Like, is mm-hmm. there going to be a new school versus OGs challenge season? Is that on the horizon now? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I mean, first off, I think it's pretty clear that they're doing some market research to see if that would work. You know, that's yes. obviously what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. trying to feel out the fans. You know, do the fans want this? Um, are they looking for old school, new school? Would it even pan out financially for them? So um, obviously that's what they were doing. Uh, it's pretty clear. And I think the overwhelming response was yes from the fans. So I think MTV is going to oh, see yeah. that. You know, you looked at all the polls they had on um the Instagram page and it was, you know, it was all asking questions, you know, would the old school still have a chance? Um, is Darrell past his prime? Like tons of, of things throwing them out there, little hints that they mm-hmm. were really looking for the go ahead from the fans. Yeah, we'll watch this. We'll tune in. So give it that. Um, it was like um, it was like MTV re- releasing the unicorns. I mean, <laughs> on these groups, especially that we're in on the challenge fans page on all the community everybody always talks about this. Everybody always talks about old school OGs. We want the OGs back. You know, why aren't you giving us, why aren't you giving this to us? There's so much potential that's being wasted. And I totally agree with you. MTV Mm -hmm. was, they were canvassing the fan base. They were actually like putting it down and, and, you know, giving us like, do you really want this? Is this going to work? And oh my God, there was so much. First and foremost, completely random Eric from, Road Rules Campus Crawl, <laughs> getting some so FaceTime. I, I got to oh. thank Sh- my boy Shady Shane, who I defended last week for <laughs> kind of bringing that back a little bit, uh, go- digging in deep to get you know not only his former Lavender Ladies, his former Mean Girls, but also some of the Campus Crawl people back. Uh, <laughs> Tina stole the show, and when I saw Tina, she was the first one that that, that Shane teased, and she came and she mm-hmm. came on the screen. I was like, holy shit! And then she talks about making a return. I love Whew. her. Uh, I would just love when Tina punched Beth, probably the most useless punch in all of challenge history. That was very mm. exciting to me. <laughs> that was, it was it was almost look- like it was entertaining in the most 
strange of ways. That oh, kind yeah. of stuff isn't entertaining to people anymore, you know? Because the show is mm-hmm. just so it's like expected. Um, yeah, it's a little Gina. saturated. Yeah, um, I, I miss her. I, oh, hey, Aggie, I see you. Hey, Eamon. Hey, Jordan. Um, I, I thought that, oh, man, there, there's, so, there's so many things I could say. <laughs> Mark Long killed it. Mark Long's out there, like, cutting promos on people. And then uh, what what really was was cool that a lot of people are talking about. So even before this, there was this whole Darrell and West thing going on. They had kind of sniped at each other on Twitter. Yeah, and then, interesting. Or, and, and, and on yeah, and on um, and then right after that, and right before this challenge uh, Instagram story went live, West did like an Instagram Q and A, mm. and West was doing what West does. He was throwing a little bit of shade. I actually capped some of these just just so we can recap them for everyone. Uh, so, in in uh, in reference to Durrell, somebody asked Wes, "Who is your least person to ever exist on the challenge, and why?" And Wes said, "Durrell, because he can't run, swim, politic, or solve puzzles. Most overrated player of all time." Wow! First of all, I'm he went Durrell in on. Him. Let's relax. Went <laughs> Wes went in on him. I think Wes. Wes is king of producing content. You know, I, I don't even know if he fights for real anymore. I don't know what these battles are that he has, but they're always mm-hmm. juicy and they're always entertaining. I mean, I shared it on the Saniac page, you know, the whole Twitter beef that I was, you know, was yep. quickly flipping through oh, and I yeah. saw that and I was like, whoa, stuff is coming out of nowhere. Um, Eamon, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Tina fan as well. Uh, yeah. I think Shani and I were both really happy to see her out there and that, that really fired me up right away. Also, uh, I got to give it up to my girl Susie. Susie gets a lot of hate. Um, I loved her in that story. I loved her. Pretty clearly, pretty clearly not blacklisted people. Mm, mm. Uh, there, there she was on the MT, the official MTV Challenge feed. Susie, much love for you. Road rules down under. Loved it then. Still love it now. I, I was happy to see her. I mean, that's that's who I want to see do champs for a stars. And she said that she would do it. Mm, like, would she? That, that would be such a great choice for me. I think Su- I love Susie. I prefer Su- Susie to Sarah within that duo, um, mm-hmm. especially as a challenger. I, I don't know them too well as people. I don't really listen to their pod that intensely. Um, but in terms of competition-wise, I was always a huge fan of Susie because she was very, almost like slightly conniving in a really sweet yeah type of endearing way you know she'd put on that act but she'd play it you know she'd play that game and so i think her savviness got her pretty far in a lot of challenges and i would love to see if that mental game that she used to play could carry her as far in what has turned into quite a physical show yeah and that would be pretty cool to Mm. see how those styles mesh but that i mean that speaks to the game as as a whole susie's always said that you know she still says that she loved the challenge back in like the battle of the sexist times when Mm. the it was very strategic based and the challenges were they were almost silly but but still very memorable Mm. uh you know i could tell you so many of those challenges because they stand out in my mind everybody remembers the giant block of ice that everyone had to melt everyone remembers the challenges that the road rules team were throwing on inferno to try and get katie out like those things what you know where everybody was pedaling the the bikes and, and they had to use the air to keep the the ping pong <laughs> ball up. everybody remembers that i couldn't you know if i really thought about it i could tell you some of the challenges that were on you know free agents or x's too but it doesn't stand out to me right away i'm not like oh it was that Mm. You know, so there is something to be said about something that's a little more simple and very memorable. And I'd like to see both of those styles mesh on uh, an OG's versus new school season. 
I would love that. I think if they brought back that old style of challenges as well with an OGs versus new school season, that would really complete the package. You know, we'd feel yeah. like we were getting a taste of what was. Um, so, yeah, that one challenge was when I think it was in Bloodlines. It was the one that Bananas and Jamie had completed. Um, so much static almost sounds like a shower. Yeah, Billy said that they're <laughs> static, too. Yeah, it's, it's gone now. We got it. We've actually got some real solid questions and participation in here right now. Um, Lenny, I th- yeah, I think we're in agreement with that, with, with the, the OGs, new generation. I guess maybe in a chance. So you think it would be like a, a limited season, something like, you know, like a 12-day 12, 12 thing like they do on Champs vs. Stars. I think we could get a full season out of it. It would just really depend on the roster of who they bring in. I mean, if, if you put everyone together i mean freaking coral was out there if you throw coral looks good coral lost weight oh she looks looks great sick she looks like a badass bitch um she looks younger than when she was on the show she's like aged so well it's amazing tina that's why she's the queen Mm. that's why she's the queen sarah grayson shout out everyone it was so great to see them kendall i love how shane was throwing shade at kendall's video quality um, <laughs> that was crazy. Wait, but you yeah. think that they wouldn't do a full season with that? Because well, that, my that's thinking what, that's is what, they well, might. You know, when I agreed with Lenny, and now I'm reading through the whole thing. I I think that's what they're considering. I mean, we haven't heard any details about season 33, mm. and they're clearly thinking about it. And I, I mean, MTV, from what we know, they change their format. All you know, they go through three or four different iterations. You have to have the cast to make the format. Yeah, true. Even in a season. Like we discussed last week, like they're stretching some of these vendettas or whatever they are. Whatever they want to call them. Oh, Um, my God. Absolutely bring back Beth. My my ultimate dream is to have a old school OGs versus vets versus new school. You know, OGs Mm -hmm. versus vets versus rookies, basically, which would be great. Anyone who came into the challenge within the first 10 challenges, boom, you're an OG. Anyone who came in within the second group of 10, boom, you're a vet. That includes, what, bananas and stuff? Because he came in on the duel. That was 13th season. So you got all those people as vets. Then you come in as rookies if you came in the last 10 seasons, which would still be a solid crew. And it's probably what, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody is... um, you know, all the people that people know now because they're all the new kids. So I think that would be a really amazing season, kind of cutthroat type format, three teams, have them go at it. I would love that. That'd be great. I mean, it would be, it would be hard to cast a champs team or, or to cast an OGs team like that. Like, you know, Mark would be there. You know, Susie would be there. You could probably get Tina, mm-hmm. Abe, but you know, e- even throwing it back further. Is this really going down? Is is there really going with a, a, a CT wedding event or are we getting trolled right now? Yeah, yeah, there is. There is going to be a, he got a special. So it's CT's wedding special that he's about to have. I mean, wow. listen, CT's like the golden boy because people love him. So he's, you know, he makes producers money. So makes sense to I, me. I can't deny, like I hear people who say that they're kind of over CT, but I can't deny, like when I see CT's doing a season, like you, you get excited about it mm. because the possibility is always there that he's going to do like you're insane. Right, we may never see Inferno three <laughs> CT again, which is like <laughs> just the greatest performance ever. Flew <laughs> in oh, to South God. Africa. He got in. <laughs> it's just all kinds of shit. And then he went home right away. Like that's, that's what the challenge is for me. Um, well, I mean, we got that with two girls rival- this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're killing it right now uh, <laughs> killing it on their way home but you know um nelson totally agree on rivals one you look back on that and like you feel that on all those pairs like mm. that's authentic 
and they want to recapture that magic, and I don't know if you ever can. Uh, you, you know can't. how many? They're putting yeah, how many stones have not been turned over? Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. true. Um, so, uh, also quickly before we get into the episode, there was yeah. something with Kayla. She released a YouTube video. So, full disclosure, I didn't watch it because um, I've not watched it yet. Her either. voice kind of like it's just too long and too much. <laughs> but um, I did read a lot of comments, and people were saying that she, you know, fully owned up to what happened. It was like a whole new Kayla that I hadn't seen on the show, and that really is a prime example of what we were talking last time, which is the disconnect between who these people are as characters on TV and who they are as real people. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you've got someone like Kayla who is potentially playing up that. Um, you know, sort of doesn't want to give in to her ever being wrong character on the show, or it could be producers, uh, you know, making her out to look that way. So I just think that that was a really good example of what we talked about last week, and it was just right in our face this week, uh, you know, with that yeah. YouTube video. So that was pretty cool. Um, it's definitely something I'll check out because I'm not a huge Kayla fan. So if she is, mm-hmm. you know, going out of her way to humanize herself, well, you know, I, 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 it's like what you did. People only started liking you because you put up videos. <laughs> when I went live, I know. Thank you, Billy, for inviting me on that live. I never oh. would have made it to the final of Secret Vendettas without it. I probably would have because, I mean, let's be honest, I was running shit. I should have but... made the final. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's go into the episode here. So, first off, I agree, Santa. I agree. <laughs> what let's did you go. Say? It, it, there, people are real. Like people are really amped about the possibility of new school versus versus OGs. Like they're really psyched up about it. And I see, like I see where Lenny's coming from. You don't think that they would commit to to something like that? I, I hope they would. Um, I think we were all pissed off not to see Coral on Dirty Thirty. I think she was supposed to be on there, and it didn't end up happening. But guys, I'm really excited about it, and I hope more things come out. And I hope it's a reality. I hope that my all time queen Jill Z comes back. Oh. We'll I would love that. We'll see. Oh, that would be amazing. We'll see, people. That Let's really would be petition. phenomenal. Honestly, that would be cool. Jill and my Jill and Pete were one of my favorite teams ever. They're I, awesome. I absolutely love them together. It's great TV. Um. Anyway, so this episode, which was to me about eighty percent blah, mm-hmm. and then twenty percent challenge, which I also thought was blah. So it was, it was a little bit of spice. That's there was it. like slight spice, but there just wasn't slight enough. Spice. I think the editors needed some work. I think there was, I think what ended up happening was the challenge was super visually unentertaining that they had to fill the episode with lots of drama time. And because of the Mm -hmm. way they laid out the season and episodes, they couldn't show the elimination or whatever it was production wise. So they had to make do with what they had. And I mean, they did a really subpar job in my opinion. Um, But yeah, the episode will go beat by beat. Starts off Redemption House. You got TJ in there announcing, you know, a new little twist going on, which I thought was this was the spice that I actually liked. I think this was cool. Mm-hmm. This was this was cool. So they have a viewing room where they gotta go in there and watch what's happening in the main house. Now that is fucking sick. That means that redemption actually has an appeal to it, and being in there could be beneficial to them. You know, that could give them an advantage that others don't have if we've they gotta got, see um, cool stuff. Yeah, we've got like a little. A voyeuristic kind of thing going on. We got some voyeurism here. They could be looking in on sexy time, for all I know. It's like the uh, the Jennifer Lopez "If You Had My Love" music video. All right, that that's in the challenge now. That's what we're seeing. It's, I don't know it's, this music it's video. Hilarious. It's so ridiculous. Was 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 that too dated of a reference for you guys? Very dated. This is I know like, I'm like 15 years older than everyone in this group. Real world season, except um, for Michael, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> Michael's like everyone's grandpa. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's definitely a little bit voyeuristic. It's pretty cool. I just, I don't know to what extent they're going to let them watch stuff in the house. Like, to me, it would be super cool if they got live streams of what's happening in the house, and then mm-hmm. they got access to that room, you know, maybe turn-by-turn basis. So, I mean, that would be really cool. Like, that would be very fun. If it's just going to be clips of what's happening, I don't know if I'll enjoy that as much. Yeah, I think they're, it's it's somewhat similar to the Shack of Secrets on X on the Beach that we just watched. I think mm. they're trying to get a little bit of that going. Uh, hopefully they do it better. I mean, the Shack of Secrets never... <laughs> it never like blew my mind or anything so stupid yeah it was super extra so i could see some situations where this would be great i mean if people are talking shit about jemmy in the main house and then they're like all right jemmy come on in mm-hmm. viewing room time and then mm-hmm. she literally walks into a conversation of mm-hmm. people shit talking her see that's that's what i would like to see that's juice yeah. um so yeah that's i would love know. that I was wondering when I was watching that scene who the people in Redemption were cheering for in the fight because it was kind of unclear. It seemed like they were getting yeah. really excited when Melissa punched Kayla, but I wasn't sure if they were, you know, like, yes, yeah, it was Kayla. like I felt like everybody was rooting for Melissa except for 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 Jenna, mm. who was rooting for Kayla. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what they made it look like. I yeah. wasn't sure if that was true, though. Um We'll then we, uh, you know, once we get past that, then we come to the the next part of of the episode. We have the the pretty obvious. We both called it last week. Okay, Cam and yeah. Cam and Kaylee are teaming up. Um, that was such an obvious move. I, I mean, yeah. but at the same time, did we want anything else? Like, I might have wanted them to go to redemption, then become a pair. I don't know. I think it was expected either way. If they had got sent home, I would have been pissed off because yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, Man, at the beginning of last season, I was I was really feeling Cam. I was like, this this is someone who has potential. Mm. Like she's just annoying me. She's she's, mm. she's not really doing it for me in these first two episodes, guys. I know she had a fan base coming out of Vendettas. Yeah, I uh, actually have a special thing about Cam. Um, Ooh. Is she in the room with you right now? No, she isn't. But her product is. So wow. everybody loves how her highlighter sits on her face and i'm very mm-hmm. highlighter obsessed makeup stuff so i ordered her highlighter to try on and i'll do a demo of that you know i'll run through her products obviously i'm not going to buy her weaves that is great i don't wear weaves um but i 100 percent will should. buy her makeup <laughs> okay yeah i'm definitely going to be doing a nice review of this my little sister is youtube makeup obsessed so she wants to start a little channel so i thought this would be a good first episode with me and her um, so I'll go through that, and I'm going to compare it to a bunch of highlighters. So stay tuned for the Cam Collection makeup reviews. Um, I'll tell you what. I really like that in each of these first two episodes, we've had, like, a section on, on makeup and fashion. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that might be uh, the niche of, of our, our, our challenge show here. <laughs> our audience. Well, a lot of the girls in the Saniacs group are quite makeup-friendly mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. like it. And I think it's, it's cool because what the challengers have done now is create brands for themselves outside of the show. And I think a big brand that Cam has been doing is her makeup, her hairline, like all of that stuff she's really been promoting. And maybe the guys don't notice it, but the girls do. Like when she comes out and she's in elimination sweating head to toe, but with a perfect face, (laughs) that's what we notice. And we think to ourselves, what is she wearing? And if she announces that she has, you know, a new highlighter line, that's really enticing. That's appealing. So to me, I see Cam as a pretty hardworking entrepreneur, um, in that sense, I think that she's definitely lacking in the challenger sense. You know, she's a bit quiet right now. We haven't really seen much from her this episode, this season. 
So we'll see. But listen, I think she has potential if she stopped calling herself Killer Kim. Yeah, she's got to stop that. We talked about this last week. I, I don't think she self-glossed herself this episode, but I mean, it's just not working for me. Yeah, but that could um, just be editing. You know, you never really know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who else had a nickname for themselves this episode? I thought it was so weird. <laughs> Fuck, who nicknamed themselves this episode? I should have written this one. Oh, yeah, it definitely went down. Um... <laughs> it was... It was... It's just was it Polly? No, it wasn't Polly. Although he would nickname himself. Oh God! I'm sure someone will help us out in the comments on who it was. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, so once we get that whole situation, um, then you move in um, to house chats, like main house mm-hmm. gossiping, and that was that was the bulk of the episode. I mean, that was like probably a good twenty minutes was what comes up. Yeah, um, so let's got... talk about um, mm. let's talk about that. So we get to. <laughs> It was a lot that happened, but I thought it was a bit We get to a Paula... Oh my god, I keep saying Paula. We get to a (laughs) Polycara scene, and... Again. Oh my god. Clearly the best part of that whole thing is when Brad walks up, and Brad's trying to politic (laughs) with them, and Cara says, and I quote, Uh, Cara Maria says, and I quote, Brad is a solid, good dude. Yeah, (laughs) I remember that! (laughs) that that was the funniest fucking shit i'm like have you not met his ex-wife <laughs> had to do a double take of that okay he's I'm a solid dying. good dude oh my god i was dying at that <laughs> i heard i heard conflicting stories all around on that but i mean he's like 40 and he's doing he's doing challenge throwdown events every weekend staying in motels has like a 20 year old girlfriend doesn't yeah. even go look after his kids very <laughs> often kids. come on <laughs> I mean, she's just so <laughs> I'm bitter. Just gonna move on like, from that. <laughs> she's honestly, she's just so bitter. I think, listen, I get where she's coming from because internally we all have these crazy jealousy feelings and mm-hmm. you know this desire to play some stupid relationship game with whoever it is that fucked us over. Yeah. But as an adult, you should have the ability to be stronger than that, to be able to not give in to temptation of being like a middle school girl playing some game, trying to make him jealous with one guy and the other guy. And then, I mean, it's, I don't know. And Marie's comment about how Kara doesn't show her emotions. I thought that was strange because to me, Kara's like always emotional. So I didn't really, I don't know. Maybe Marie was talking in that one case. So she's trying to pretend that she doesn't care about Kyle, but that was a strange comment to me. I thought to myself, Kara's been crying since her first season, you know, (laughs) literally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Cara's uh, Cara's really tough to describe. She's like just all these contradictions rolled into one. It's so true. Cara I love to meet her in person, yeah. though. I could see her being super sweet and super nice. Well, I, but... I know that she is. Like, mm. I I think that's so obvious, and it's clear that with all her crazy stands that she has, oh that the way she interacts with people like leaves them feeling really good. So like, if you are mm. a Cara fan and you interact with her, you feel really good about it. And the yeah. people that I've heard that meet her at the Throwdown events think she's so nice and so cool. And I'm sure she is. Mm. But her on-camera personality at this point is insufferable to me. It really and is. She's, and she's like, <laughs> Susie nailed it. I was watching their commentary on the first episode of Final Reckoning. And when Carr was like, well, you know, Johnny could be one of my vendettas. And Susie was like, oh, the, the guy that you're doing all the appearances with and holding hands and doing all the social media with, like, yeah, you yeah. guys are definite vendettas. Yeah. For, for sure. Like, people are, uh, ugh, they're all over the place. on. I'm sure she's very nice in person, but it's her on-camera personality and it's her social media 
trolling personality that just her social people. media personality is worse than her on camera personality yeah. Yeah. i mean she is crazy on twitter it's just like i don't know i i'm assuming all her close friends and family want to take her phone away just like trump's close friends and family want to take his <laughs> phone away <laughs> there's similarities there i think <laughs> twitter wise i uh i think that she just needs to calm down a bit just like relax you know take things a little bit easier don't like there's always negative attention mm-hmm. around her, especially in these these instances and with Polly and stuff. But whatever. I mean, that's that's done with. Um. Anyways, let's move on. Next up in the main house, hot topic was bananas. Obviously, oh, yeah. MTV's editing this for their golden children. Uh. So we had bananas and Faith. They were strategizing for a bit, which I thought was really funny. I was like, strong oh. strategy session. I was like, go uh, Faith. Bana- <laughs> bananas played a an- uh, you know. Another great strategic move in this episode. Maybe, maybe the editing is just showing that he's the only. You know, they're only highlighting his moves. We'll we'll get to that one since we're going to go in order. We'll get to that one. But so there was a conversation between Bananas and Natalie after that one. Correct? I yeah, Bananas so and Natalie. That seemed really authentic. That conversation seemed very. Everything real. about that seemed authentic to me. Yeah. Except for <laughs> this is. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, this is like classic reality television editing 101, where <laughs> they were making it look like Polly was sitting in like the room next to them eavesdropping. Oh yeah, obviously not. Obviously, Polly's not right that there. That was clearly like <laughs> filmed two weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> I love when uh, they do that. When they have you know someone in the next room, and it's as if they're. It's like, come on, we can see that. That's a classic trick of the trade. Mm. Um, so th- those are just little things. It, if, if you're familiarizing yourself with reality television, those are like little things to look out for. So you can kind of pick out like the key to being a reality television watcher is to pick out like what you just said, what is authentic versus what isn't. So you can kind of cut through the bullshit of it mm-hmm. and not seem so gullible, I 100%. guess, to, to eat everything that they're feeding you. So that's a good example to start with because there's real and there's fake to it. Um, I think there's uh, on that topic, actually, it's a really good discussion to have. There's, um, a trick with vocal editing as well that a lot of people mm-hmm. don't seem to catch. If the person isn't on camera and speaking, a lot mm-hmm. of times that audio has been manipulated. Yes. So if they're in an interview, right, and they start off a phrase and then that cuts into some sort of B-roll or footage of whatever else is happening with their voice still overlaid, chances are that sentence is not what they said. They probably got all their words cut up to make one phrase. It mm-hmm. happens a lot with... With TJ, it's really obvious because he obviously comes in after the season's been aired to do some some extra voice in. So you can tell there's a complete different uh, atmosphere where he's speaking um, and room. You can you can just hear it. So that that's pretty obvious. But when it comes to the interviews and stuff, you can see that they just chopped up loads. So be aware. Be a smart viewer. Don't you know? Don't just believe everything. Be a smart viewer. I I that's the best that's the best way to put it. Don't don't fall for everything reality television yeah. throws at you. And that's I mean. That's the name of the game. MTV knows that they can get people to fall for that. I'm not going to blame them. They're they're like they pretty much invented that. It's mm. up to you to decipher between the bullshit. Yeah, and if you don't, then you make for a really good commenter on online posts. So <laughs> we appreciate you as well. Yeah. yeah, we might have to have like a best commenters of the week section for mm. challenge fans. We, I would we, we got to find that. the best people because I, I I don't pay as close attention to it as I did before. But you know, like the, within the first few months that I had joined that group, that I had been in challenge fans, the gold that I mined from that site <laughs> was just. Oh my god. Such good stuff. I there love are some it. people that I will never forget. They're not on the mm. page anymore because they've since been banned. Like you gotta be able to catch it while they're while they're, while hot. they're still around. Yep. Yeah, there's been it a few. Won't last forever. 
it's really funny i honestly yeah I, I miss those i haven't had a chance either to go through the comments as much lately but damn some of those are fucking hilarious yeah i appreciate those interesting so we have to find out that story maybe we'll do a little special episode or a special section next time we'll talk about whoever just got kicked out of challenge fans today <laughs> yeah. yes challenge fans flame outs we'll, yeah i need we'll to hear about that on it. all right um, so Natalie and bananas. Yeah, that seemed pretty authentic. I think that they probably just had one of those typical girl guy, high emotion, high stress friendship, you know, that included some benefits here and there. And then things mm -hmm. got, you know, one sided from one end and it just had a, a bad falling out. Like I've had situations like that. Um, and it seemed like that's what happened. And I think that they both still have a lot of feelings there. They both clearly care for each other. You can tell. Um, so we'll see on that. Um, so Kaylee outing Natalie. I didn't know that Kaylee outing Natalie was something that Natalie hadn't done yet. Like, I didn't know that Natalie wasn't yeah. out. So th that to me was weird. That's not an okay. This one, I, I have a hard time telling it. Like, is Natalie laying it on a little bit mm. for... Uh, for the show, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, Kaylee's not the only person I've heard say that. There's been multiple cast members who have said that. I know Veronica said something about that mm. when the Natalie, uh, when during the Natalie Bananas fake date, that <laughs> Veronica, yeah, 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 that's when Veronica was saying like, no, no, Nat, Natalie's Natalie's a lesbian. Um, yeah. So you know, maybe they're getting some storyline out of it. I, I don't want to step on you know the LGBTQ. Uh, community's toes here mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there was some storyline mining purposes out of it but you know I do feel it's nice that if Natalie's happy and she feels like uh, she can be herself that's great good for her yeah but. I think I don't know I mean listen I just think I think that there's a lot going on there but that was an interesting thing that I, I definitely noticed um, the Illuminati triangle that faith <laughs> creates in the episode right that was yeah for, well, actually, we can just rewind a, a second. So Faith and Angela are doing some hardcore strategizing with who they're matching up with friend-wise. You mm -hmm. got Faith hooking up with Kyle, who she knows made it far last season. You have Angela playing it up with bananas, you know, being like the weak girl who had a pillow stone. Um, and, you know, needs help. Oh, my God. Thanks for coming to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> that shit works every time. So I think that they're playing the game. That was, that was a smart move. Um, but yeah, this Illuminati triangle, this Kyle, this Paula, this, I mean, sorry, this Polly. Now we're all doing it. We're all Paula's. Can't stop. This Polly, this Kara, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. We all know how it finishes. We just don't know the whole story. Since there. we already touched on it, I mean, that was my, um, I think the big strategic play of the episode. Mm. And, and, you know, as long as there is one, I'll do my best to highlight it. Uh, in this episode, once again, it goes to Johnny because Johnny or this is Johnny organizes the all right. Let's all throw pillows at Angela because mm -hmm. first and foremost, Johnny knows she's going to freak out. Like Johnny, <laughs> Johnny did the same thing on on invasion with the chips in the bed where he's like, it's just hazing, it's just hazing. But you know that the person you're doing it to is going to say shit. Like that's yeah, pot starting one on one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've I've. I learned this a long time ago. You know who the fish are to, to go after. I keep um, telling all your fish to stop reacting. <laughs> it wasn't so, working. <laughs> so he gets everyone to throw the pillows at Angela. And he's like, oh, it's a tradition. Everyone always gets the pillows thrown at him. Like, all right. So you got the pillows thrown at the one person who's going to cry about it and then freak out, which is just hilarious to me. Oh, it was so And funny. then he goes 
to comfort her and just mm-hmm. completely plays the game. So just like that, Johnny's got their votes in the bag 100%. Clearly. And they're both salivating at the, like, tongues of anyone who has yep. a name in the game. You can yep. tell. So I think that's some strategy there. Listen, Angela grew on that's me. impressive. Entertainment-wise, I'm liking her. I'm liking oh, her in the house. She's at, like, a, she's at like a 10 this season. My, yeah, my, yeah. My, my buddy Craig, he's not really a, a challenge guy, but he, he loved X on the Beach. <laughs> and so he's all about Angela. He was talking to me about her this week. So I think that's so funny. That's yeah, she's slowly, you know, she's growing on me. It's interesting. It's uh, It was a weird turn of events because from X on the Beach, I was not feeling her at all. Oh, yeah. I, I, was I like, felt like weird watching that. I yeah. was like, Man, this is the trashiest thing I've ever watched. I was just but. not a fan of everything she was doing on X on the Beach. It was just yeah. not not my vibe. But then, you know, now I'm, I'm feeling it. She's really playing the game. I uh, Something about the pillows, right? So I was thinking this. I don't remember it happening the past few seasons, but I always remember this tradition from way back in the day. And they used to do it not just for the first clue. This used to be all mm-hmm. the time. And whenever mm-hmm. someone would come out with a clue, they would do something funny. I always assumed it was that way. That would be, you know, they knew that shot was going to be added into the episode 100%. So it was their yes. chance to guarantee something funny entered the episode. Um, and... So I think Johnny playing it up as a tradition. I don't remember it in the past few seasons, but maybe our viewers do. They can chime in. Uh, I definitely remember Sit. way back. Oh in the man, day. Michael killing it again. Traitor, <laughs> <laughs> fake oh pop from the pillows. Wait, wait, read that one again louder for everyone. <laughs> Angela was afraid her fake lips would pop from the pillows. Michael, <laughs> that was Thank that was solid. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely solid. I think. <laughs> I think they all have so much low filler. It's crazy. They oh yeah, it's, that, that is that is a, a requirement on to be on the show at this point. It seems now reality TV like comes in the contract with lip fillers mm-hmm. like, and maintaining them as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get we get some more time at the Redemption House or whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. and we get this whole Brittany and Chuck thing, and <laughs> I got a highlight. Davon with Kate. just a killer <laughs> line. <laughs> that bitch is an actress, referring to Brittany. <laughs> Meryl Streep got nothing on her. God, that's that. great. And Brittany so is laying it on thick. Brittany's talking to Chuck like, you came into my world. You're in you followed me into my world. Your world. Yeah, whoa, girl. Relax. Girl, what have you done? Mm. Nothing. <laughs> I think a lot of the new kids, because they're so established now with a fan, you know, with a fan network, they feel mm-hmm. like they're established challengers. But to me, it's like, whoa, you've been on two seasons, three seasons. Relax. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took some people, you know, five plus, maybe, you know, eight seasons before you were a staple in the challenge house. And I think that a lot of the new kids, because they have 100K followers on Instagram, they don't realize that. So uh, when I think about the challenge or at least the last couple seasons or when I'm looking at the cast spoilers, I'm not thinking like, God, gotta have Brittany on here. Gotta have Brittany. So. Yeah, but apparently she's actually jokes. I would love to I would love to party with her. Brittany someone I'd love oh, to party yeah. with. She seems like a partier. Any um, of these people want to party. I'm in. I'm in, but I am gonna judge you on my, I'm gonna judge you on here for the purposes of content. I can guarantee you that. Me and Marie need to party because Billy told me some stories and it seems like me and Marie are on the exact same level of things oh, yeah. we enjoy. So me and Damn. Marie need to hang out. Yeah. 
That shit would be hilarious. Actually, if you look in Challenge Fans from when I first joined that group, it must have been, what, a year or so ago? Actually, probably earlier now, because it was back in 2016, maybe 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Uh, initially, I feel like I was one of the first people who was pushing to get Marie back on the show. All these random posts, you know, I'd be commenting. You could search my name and you'd see, like, bring Marie back. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was pretty excited when she came back. That was definitely something for sure. Well, if you look at when I first joined Challenge Fans, uh, you'll get a completely misleading picture. Thanks a lot, Sarah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, weren't you kicked and then... I got booted. Yeah, booted. Uh, I originally joined in August of 2016 so shit did i join so before don't you? let the stats fool you i'd yeah, love to probably. know if i joined before you um just because i like to win <laughs> i'm fine with <laughs> i'm fine with it we'll, we'll go over our our, our histories we'll, we'll get there sometime uh, oh zach hong's up in here we, we got we got some good people watching right now oh, zach loves makeup he didn't know but i pulled out a highlighter earlier um anyway so let's move on so we got uh, oh, Joss. Joss's comment about Angela was hilarious. I just want to put out a few of the a few of the my favorite quotes during the Angela Pillow situation, which I thought mm-hmm. were top notch. So you had Joss saying she's like a little dragon, which I just absolutely <laughs> loved. Because <laughs> I just imagine Angela sitting there, kind of like smaller hands and then lots of yeah. fire. If anyone's good at Photoshop, let's make that image. Um, I think we got some people out there. Yeah, definitely. Maybe Hong can do that. And then you've got. Zach, who made a hilarious comment, which was, all I got to do is throw a pillow at her to break her, which was so on point. It's like, yeah. it's fluffy. It's a fucking pillow. But I, I have extra pillows around. If someone were to throw pillows at me, I would grab them and then lie down. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it I mean, was the I'm definition of extra, mm. as the kids say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then my other favorite quote, which was Angela coming through and self-evaluating herself in a very real way. She goes, I'm just really like Miss Attention. <laughs> I thought that was so on point. And that made me like her just a little bit more because I was thinking to myself, you know what? You want to be Miss Attention. You want to run with it. But at least, you know, and that's fucking cool. owning that shit. Yeah, you own it. If you own negative behavior, I'm... I'm honestly way more okay with it than if you're some stupid, oblivious human being. That's my issue with Kara. She acts like nothing is, you know, is being done wrong or like, you know, she's not seeking attention in different ways on the show and whatever, so-and-so. But you have somebody else who's even crazier than Kara, but mm-hmm. who's owning up to it. That's cool to me. I appreciate that. Yeah. She has been, uh, she's been my pick for Rookie of the Year so far. Yeah, I know we'll people see. like to focus on these things and talk about Tori and Cam and their whatever they did but angela's bringing the fire baby why do they have her as straight on the show to nelson if natalie is a lesbian um i'm not i mean i don't know they never labeled her i don't think that they would label her. it's not like she was on are you the one it's not like i don't know i'm not sure what he's meaning there Maybe he I, I think up. there i think there was a concerted effort on her part last season to play straight and play up the relationship oh. with Johnny mm. and I I think that some of the cast members had issues with that because some of like I said some of the cast members were saying well she's a lesbian everybody knows that her and Veronica were fooling around and all this that, that existed before this season for yeah. sure so I guess it just makes it I mean I could see where people are coming from 
Um, all right. So next up, let's go into the daily challenge. And this yes. was what only ten minutes of the show, so I thought that that was a bit weak. Ten minutes plus like three commercials while they tease Johnny's partner. <laughs> oh, God, that big surprise. So I knew Johnny's partner. I think a lot of people did. Tony, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Devin made a statement saying that we would find out the truth of what happened with him on mm-hmm. this episode, but we didn't. At least I didn't. Nope. Um, So I'm not sure exactly what it is that he's talking about. I would love to know if he wants to, you know, listen to this whole episode and then find out this question and then chime in. I'd love to speak to Devin. I've been repping Devin since Are You The One, man. Mm. I've I've been your biggest fan the whole time. Me too. Him and Kiki? Oh! I can can pick out, you know, potential. And I knew that guy had potential. Oh, yeah. And he's super stoked. Like, he's earned his spot. That's, that's That's like a new school guy who I can get behind. Yeah, you know, he backs up his shit. And even if he wouldn't, like, if, for example, he, you know, was begging everyone to throw bananas in and he would law and he would lose, he would just own up mm-hmm. to it. Lose grace, you know, graciously. And he would just be like, yep. but I went for it. I'm not going to not go for it. Yeah. So I can appreciate that for sure. Um, let's see. Banana's partner. Oh, Tony time. Like that Another... phrase. Oh, that's, that's who. Another great Joss quote. Yeah. Okay. This is who is labeling oh, themselves. Oh, the Tony time nickname. Tony time nickname. That's the other person labeling themselves. I can't stand that. Like, if I have to hear Tony time again. Oh, like I just want to. Oh man. Everyone hitting the watches as he's walking out. Everyone doing yeah, this. It's so cringy. It just hurts me. <laughs> Joss with another incredible quote. Joss says, I don't think he can even tell the time. <laughs> that was so on point. I don't think he can. Oh my god! Kiki, do you love me, Billy? Killing it, god. killing it. Honestly, that's <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> I love Kiki. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. I think I think Tony Time just needs to go away. That that line needs to go away because it it was Tony Time because he was just making these like grand moves. But he wasn't necessarily backing it up with performances. Although, Tony grew on me during Champs vs. Stars. I liked him yeah. this last season. Oh, man. Champs vs. We haven't fully talked about Champs vs. Stars season three, but I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get into that a little more. I will say, though, and Tony alluded to this once he got up on the podium with Johnny. And Tony says uh, something like, hey, so this one's going to be on you, man. I'm hungover from last night and I've been flying all day. <laughs> I will tell you what. You can tell that Tony was not expecting to be on this season because, mm. in my opinion, Tony was looking a little out of shape. He, was looking, he wasn't looking as defined as he usually does. And uh, he was clearly... Uh, not hitting the gym, I think, and packing them on a little bit in the, you know, Stab in the bod. interim between Vendettas and this. He the wasn't prepared bod. to go on. Oh, oh yeah. hardcore. Oh, He's yeah. A... yeah. He really was. He said it you know, on Chester Stars, but this time he was, he was dad bod Tony. Tony. Oh, looking yeah. Looking like it. Hardcore. I, uh, I, I don't know. That's, that's really, it's weird also how him and Kayla have such a strong alliance on the show. I didn't realize that that was such a strong thing. Yeah. Um, but when they pointed it out, you know, I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, all right, so moving on. This challenge in general, the daily challenge that they were doing, it seemed really funny. It seemed like it was lots of fun. But mm-hmm. it was just visually really unentertaining and dull. I yeah. usually like when there's heats because that means we get to see, you know, another variation of competition in there that isn't just flat out everybody against everyone. But it was too few heats. It was just like two and then it I don't know. It didn't it didn't play out as nice on TV as I think they were hoping for. And I think because it was such a small space, there wasn't just was visually boring. 
Billy, if you buy me a Tony Time shirt, I will wear it on this live stream for sure. Um, I'll buy you guys a shirt to wear next time. Th this is the issue that I had with this challenge. And I know that Santa will appreciate this reference. Michael, sorry, Michael. Uh, and maybe you guys won't. This might be another dated reference on my part. But growing up, I watched a lot of American Gladiators. And there was a classic American Gladiators challenge where they had all the rings hanging in the air. They had one person on one platform, the challenger, and they had the gladiator on the opposite platform. And those people would run up onto the rings, and the goal would be to try and get by the gladiator and get to the other platform. Now, I think if you would have done a version of that, well, that then fun. this would be a successful challenge. If you had one team mm. going up against another team, and the goal is to go in there, get as many rings as possible between the two teams, and then yes. you move on. You do it yes, and that's that, what I would like. Yes, and then you edit it down from there. That would have been a way to go, because mm. then you have these one-on-one -on -one matchups where you have like these beasts going together, and you don't have like people getting tangled together in just chaos. Yeah, so, madness. I mean, I I'm sure that a lot of other people, guys and girls out there will agree with me. I didn't mind seeing Amanda and Veronica tied together. <laughs> That was a pleasant image. That was visually pleasing. Um, but, you know, there's a way that they could have made this challenge more competitive and more memorable, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, what Michael is saying, they should have done winner of the two heats facing off in, in a finals. That's what I thought yeah. they were going to do. When they had just added Brad so and Kyle to the next heat, that was the strangest. I was looking. I was like, wait, so are Brad and Kyle going again? Yeah. That was weird. And okay, so a big thing that I had, a big issue I had, first of all, with this fucking challenge is the same issue I had with a lot of things, which is the fact that genderless challenges are absolute bullshit. I think yeah. it's such crap. You have two girls versus two guys in a physical competition. What are you, nuts? Like, we get that, you know, gender is so 2016, but let's relax in competition. Like, this is still a sport. It's still physical I just think it was nuts. I honestly think it was so stupid. I think if they had made it, you know, top three or top two move on or something along those lines where it wasn't just one person, then it would have been a different story if they had given them. I don't know. I just didn't like how they there was very little thought planned out in that challenge. I thought um, Could, couldn't agree with you yeah. uh, anymore. It they was clearly a scatterbrain challenge. And on a format like this where you do have guy girl teams girl girl teams guy guy teams like you really need to put a lot more thought into it so mm -hmm. that there's more fairness just overall 100%. you need to figure out a way how to properly handicap these things so that every team has a chance and and is on equal footing uh and it, it was just weird didn't work for me um there was a comment i just want to touch on right now by nelson yeah. um saying that he was a monster during vendettas talking about tony and that he made troika five to eight times and honestly i have an issue with anybody being labeled a monster based on the troikas that they made in vendettas because the way that that season was set up meant that if you made troika you likely were going to make it again because of the advantages mm -hmm. and because of all the different advantages that they gave whoever made troika for the next challenges so i think that there was a little bit of that kind of thing going on um but yeah he did do well in vendettas I, I I will say that Tony has earned my respect over the last uh, two seasons. Mm. Um, <laughs> Four vendettas, he was shit, so he couldn't have yeah, it. Like he lost, there was the, <laughs> the elimination that he lost to Ammo, which was classic. Oh <laughs> People don't remember that one uh, because he, because he eventually fought his way back against Darrell, which is cool. Uh, Tony versus Shane has been w in on Invasion 
in the uh, the tuck tuck bang bang elimination. Oh yeah, that was one of my favorite eliminations of recent seasons. One because I was so amped up for Shane's return, but two because I loved that Shane used actual strategy mm. and like science mm. and physics. To Kayla win lost that. that one too, right? That was the one that Kayla lost against. Yes, Kay- yeah, Kayla lost to Sylvia on that one, I think. Yeah, Sylvia's got and, a good record then. Yeah, and but just the way that that was almost like survivor-ish, the way that mm. you had to be smart, you had to think a level above, you know, just hitting the thing, which Tony at that time and maybe now is still incapable of doing. Yeah, um, reminds me but, of that sledgehammer elimination with Zach oh, yeah. and Jordan. Yeah, very with similar Jordan. issues. Yeah. Th- those are very uh, people really remember those moments mm. um, because it takes actual strategy. Yeah. So Tony, over the last two, well, last one and a half seasons, however you define champs for stars, has impressed me. We'll see what happens now. I mean, he couldn't get any more favorable casting. He's with Johnny, like. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're a cute duo. I hope that they do well. I don't don't think they're going home anytime soon, No, if I had to guess. I don't think so. I think together they've got great relationships. (laughs) I'm sorry, we've got the virtual challenge spilling over into the comment section. That's so funny. (laughs) Billy goes. (laughs) Billy, did Fully Loaded really happen, is my question. Honestly, he made so many Troikas because he played those games for so long. And then once I told him to stop playing those games for so long, he still kept making Troikas. Why? (laughs) Because he never had to play those games so long in the first place. Like those 2 million or 3 million point Mm -hmm. scores he was getting, Mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous. Uh, It it was, uh, (laughs) like, that challenge got so predictable just because Billy's scores were so high. I was like, (laughs) all right, Billy and Nick are in the Troika again. Yeah, we got to unpack that virtual challenge because there was a lot that went down on there. And I, uh, we have a lot of stories for that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, you know, we like to give morsels to our virtual challenge friends and family uh, on these things. Uh, uh, Shane, referring to himself as Tinkerbell. I was about to say that. That was something I needed to, I needed to touch on that because Shane, maybe it's because you got into my head. I'm not sure what it was, but this episode, I, I definitely enjoyed Shane a lot more than I usually do. And I was thinking to myself like, all right, I see what people are enjoying here. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. I love the Tinkerbell bit. (laughs) That was so funny. Um, and Tori and Derek, can we just talk about that? Because holy fuck. My my notes just say, uh, Derek facepalm emoji. (laughs) Oh my God, man. My notes say Tori. I wish I could see Tori with a better partner. Honestly, I really would do. Cause I think she's so, she, it's not like she's a beast or has this crazy potential that Mm -hmm. I think she's about to unleash some CT level performances, but I think she's good. She's strong enough. And with a solid partner, Derek is certifiably a flop. Uh, let's go through his record here. He was the first person out on Are You One? Are You the One Second Chances? I believe. I, he, was he? I, I think. Oh yeah, him I, and Cassandra. Was I think they were. The, I think he was the first one out. I tuned in like I tuned in like five minutes late on the first episode of that show, and he was already gone. <laughs> yeah, he was gone. He didn't even make it into the house. Um, he was the first person out on uh, Dirty Thirty, mm. <laughs> and he. Th- I guess he thrived on X on the Beach. Uh, you know, he really had the whole house uh, Thrive. in support of him. I think that shows you what field Derek's playing on. If you put him on an X on the Beach house, you know, he'll, he'll be able to figure out the game, mm. so to say. But you put him in a challenge house, and he just flops, man. He is... He's a bad <laughs> competitor for someone who seems to be in such good shape. 
He's pop. He's popcorn muscles. Yeah. The, the definition. That, that really is. You know, it's sad. I mean, honestly, if Tori was less chill, she'd probably have more vendettas to choose from. But I don't think she's the type to go around making a ton of vendettas. Um, you know, if they wanted to stretch it, they could have put Tori with Brittany. You know, since that whole thing yeah. happened. Yeah. When that, when, that wouldn't have been bad. Um, that that would have been cool. That would have been. I would have been good with that. And they're stretching with them with, anyways. Um, do you agree with what Lenny's saying? Would you have rather seen Tori and Morgan together? Yes. Fuck. That yeah. would have been good. I actually would have appreciated that a lot. Because Morgan uh, you, you can, can compete. You can tell that MTV favors Derek. Like, they keep casting him. You know, they, they know that he'll hook up and he'll bring drama. And, and He's sleeping whatnot. with a producer. Same one that Corey's <laughs> been sleeping with. <laughs> there we go. We're spilling fake tea for you right now yeah, spilling fake tea someone screenshot that yeah, and make so, it go so viral. <laughs> yeah go out there go out there and make the case yeah um all right so then uh i there's something about faith oh we got to touch on faith so i got a message from someone after our live video the last time mm-hmm. about some faith juice so apparently oh. and also by the way vanderpump rules i can't believe that i didn't connect the dots i almost i feel like i just spaced my whole head off Vanderpump is Lisa Vanderpump or whatever Real Housewives. Mm -hmm. So that's her restaurant staff TV show. I knew about this TV show maybe 10 years ago when I went to that restaurant for my friend's birthday who's obsessed with the show. And they were like, yeah, they have a TV show about the waitress and the waitstaff. But I didn't realize it got this big. So Faith is on that. And apparently she slept with a married guy um and like tried to break up that marriage or something and then slept with a bunch of other people's like boyfriends then posted a video of this girl's ex like shit talking her i don't know there was a bunch of stuff that went down so it seems i'm gonna need to watch a faith vanderpump rules highlight reel because that shit sounds entertaining it's it's a big it's a big gift for mtv Mm. they're digging into to the reality television universe um you know i am on a survivor kick lately i would love to see them somehow get some survivor cast on there as well that that would be that would be incredible Mm. um it wouldn't be fair honestly because there's certain people you can pick from survivor who would just come in and and destroy people on the challenge just between strategy and Mm. manipulation and all kinds of stuff honestly everything Um, even just like grip strength i feel like survivor people are much more oh my god in that if, you, if you brought if you brought Queen Queen Parv onto the challenge, it, it would be like she got demoted to the minor leagues. Honestly, <laughs> like, she's a legend. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I mean, they're pulling from all these shows, so it's not so far but, off. I like it. We both agreed. Yeah, we, we, like we like it. it. Like I didn't know how I would feel about it at first, but it's like you need that talent pool. You don't have road rules anymore. Mm-hmm. Real world hasn't really been reliable for you in in a long time. Yeah, and are you the one? You know, clearly, I'm not sure what's happening with that. There's like a solid talent pool there, but they don't seem to be pulling from it. I mean, they haven't really pulled from from anyone on the most recent Are You the One season. Uh, I, I think Derek's the like the most recent Are You the One person who's given you a couple challenges. What season was he on? He he was on, he was on five. Oh, we're he on, was. Yeah, we're on six now. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really recent. Yeah. <laughs> Michael saying they should cast Richard Hatch. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> He's like, dude, Richard Hatch could be half of the cast's father. Is that the, like, icon of Survivor from way back in the day? the season one Survivor winner. He was, like, 45 on season one of Survivor. He is, he was born in 1945. Wow, he's 
Way wow. older than my parents. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's older than mine. All right, R Richard Hatch for the challenge. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he might be the same it. age as Santa. Maybe slightly younger. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Michael getting dragged here. Yeah, this episode's been um, not pleasant. He's been giving us pearls the whole time. We're going to chase him away. Wow. All right, so... Something else about Faith quickly. I didn't know she was in the military. So that combined with Angela's anger mm -hmm. and fight, I think they could be a solid team. So I'm excited for that now. I hope they stick around. Yeah, same. Uh, there's been some slow points of this season through two episodes. So I really hope they stick around. Yeah, I'm with um, that. Veronica's dream and nightmare. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that that would be anyone's dream or nightmare is to have to live up to CT's expectations or standards. That's hard to do. CT's Listen, tough. my my dream, like I love having Veronica on uh, on the show, back on the show. I want to see her no matter what. She can do whatever she wants. She was my first challenge crush, but my fucking dream is to see her and Tina back on a season together. Ooh. I'm not even going to push it. Her, Tina, and Rachel would be great. Just give me Veronica and one of them, all right? Mm -hmm. We want that reunion. We want to see so it. I'm so down for that. Rachel on the, Inst on the Instagram story, I just kept thinking, she talks like all my friends. She acts like them. She's sitting down like them. I just want to <laughs> hang out with her. <laughs> I was like, Rachel, come uh, to LA. Still looks like she could kick ass, and she gave birth like four months ago. Oh, she's so fit. She's probably, well, maybe her and Jen. I'm trying to think who, who are the real sort of athletic the ones who stayed in shape i think it's probably her emily, and Jen. emily emily obviously, obviously. Um, yeah but emily that's her whole life right now her and I, I want to see them back on the show just so i can see them beat cara if i'm being completely honest with i want you. to see an emily versus laura and yeah laurel and i'd love yeah. to see cara get her ass whooped by one of these old i mean old. people forget like mm. laurel fucking destroyed cara on invasion yeah, but now because there's not that many tall girls that are dom yeah. you know dominating yep. the performances, Car has become you know the top dog. But yeah, I'd love to see Gen G back on the show. She is ripped now. Oh, that would be oh awesome. my god! You know, look at the comment section. Add you referring to himself. <laughs> I can't tell. That's right, the old Adji. Um. Adji, would you like to come on the live, or are you still scared to show your face? <laughs> Adji, like, does videos there. without talking. It's the funniest Let's get him in there. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Rachel he's a legend. Robinson before, used to love her. Yeah, honestly, I love Rachel. Man, Veronica is a show. I miss the old. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Billy. I, I didn't, give, didn't give the queen proper due. Let's be honest, though. I already mentioned her once. Queen Jill Z, she would destroy Kara. Jill would come in, whoop. Kara's ass. What do you mean she did? Do you not remember in Fresh Meat 2? Wasn't wasn't it Jill go. that sent home Kara Durrell? Jill Jill, it was. Jill, Jill won Kara zero. Mm -hmm. uh, and that but, was Kara was crying the whole time. And she had the best partner she has ever had to date. Literally. Let's fucking go. Mm. Jill Z won Kara zip. We're tweeting Jill that shit Z. out, boy. Jill Z. I feel like Jill, we love there. you. Jill True Z queen. Pete, we love you to be. Um... So we get to uh, we get to the end here, and Brad and Kyle win, and uh, you know we we've already discussed our issues with the format of it, but they win. They have the power. We don't know what the power is because the show leaves us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, they love they love doing that little cliffhanger bullshit. Honestly, at this point, because you know I've been doing recaps and and all the Saniac podcast stuff, watching the challenge has been less 
pure entertainment for me and a little bit more work. So I don't mm-hmm. mind the cliffhangers as much. I just think to myself, all right, next week. Yeah, I so accept tired. it. I know that they're going to they're going to try and do it like every every episode now. Yeah. Um, it's just a thing. And I I am very intrigued by this Armageddon. Uh, I don't. It, it looks like they have some new elimination system implemented mm. for this time around. I'm interested to see that. It's it's taken they're us a couple pulling, weeks to get it, but I'm ready for it. I saw that they were pulling double crosses and shit. But right? then there's like this light up system that's going on. Everyone's stepping on. Everyone's standing on something. That, I, I think there's going to be like some sort of reveal. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I think that'll be cool. I can't wait to see our first one. Uh, I think, you know, it gets always really exciting. At least hopefully there'll be a good fight. And obviously nobody's going to go home because there's Redemption House. So it's not even like it's a high risk, high risk limb. Controversial statement by Billy on the comments there, but go, go get it, boy. Go get it. (laughs) Whoa, Billy, do not go get it. Wow. No, I mean Veronica. I, I think I said it last Veronica, week. That's I'm. Ha- you have to. Yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't stop that. Yeah, uh, Veronica on. Uh, it was it was challenge two thousand. It was just like, whew, man, that mm. that did things to me as a young kid. Like I learned a lot about the she birds and the bees so by watching hard. her. Oh my god, she, she had still those is, but covers, man, yeah. those yeah. those magazine Ooh. covers and shit that she would do in those photo shoots. Those were crazy. Yeah. And somebody was knocking her outfit on one of the group photos. I was I was really pissed off about that because her outfit was fine. She looked great there. That person doesn't have style. Those jeans are awesome. If you've got anything to say about Veronica's style, Veronica's looks, I Tell mean, you're, punch you're, you. you're a fucking clown. That's all I can say. <laughs> Michael, I feel you. I feel you. Veronica and Pl- oh she did Playboy. Oh yeah, that. Michael. I used to look that. I used to look that up back in the fifty six k dial up. Oh internet days I, I you know i used to just wait all day for those pictures to load i actually created a website way back in the day it was one of the first it was it was like a eminem and christina aguilera fan page <laughs> i made <laughs> and it was back it was back during the dial up dial up ages and i just remember you know learning first basic html when you had to like put in colors and stuff i must have been like, yeah. 10 years old or some shit oh wow you were a super nerd and this was <laughs> 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 i've always loved computers i was watching you know a tv on a computer when I was maybe 11. Like, I, I had streaming services long oh, yeah. before pro- yeah, other right. people. You probably <laughs> didn't have 56K. You're one of those people who had, like, cable in 2001 or T1. Right, we did. We were early adapters of the family. See, we were. People do this. I, I, I can pick this out like nothing. I lived in the suburbs, bruh. All right? I had 56K. You know, it took me all day to download a song on Napster. And then when I'd get home from school, that Robbie Williams song would be there for me <laughs> no we had dial up at first but then we got mm. really good wired mm-hmm. internet and the best was when i would go on my parents didn't connect our laptops to internet we had the first apple orange laptops you know those ones uh yes of course i do <laughs> so we had three of those for my house our parents got them and they had put the passwords as suisa and then the second me and my sister found out the passwords we were, we thought we were so cool <laughs> we were like we know the passwords we know it <laughs> anyway so we would go downstairs the one bedroom that had a wired ethernet 
cable thing and we connect it to the computer and then we get onto zoogdisney.com and that was <laughs> the shit and we would play all these disney games and this was before disney channel you know the whole yeah, thing yeah. this was zoog disney with dot com and all those people so that was so fun I, um, I mean i'm pretty sure those like orange old school apples were like prizes on the challenge they were they were they were like grand prizes on extreme challenge they might have been <laughs> so, and like cameras and sidekicks yep. <laughs> i feel like they gave out so many sidekicks on that show <laughs> oh, hell yeah they did well That's i think great. we've uh, reached a pretty good ending point we, we've yeah. given everyone some good juice here uh, we've got a lot to look forward to in the next episode. I think we're finally going to have like a proper elimination and we'll figure out the Armageddon system. It'll be fun. Um, next week will be yeah. cool. And uh, we got a really great live system set up. So it only took me you know, 30, 40 minutes to get this one going this time. So I think next time it'll be much faster. The more we go, the more the technical issues subside. You guys should come back next week. We're going to talk about episode three and then we'll talk about our old AOL instant messenger screen names. We'll keep this conversation going. All right. Hell yeah. And before we sign out, I just want to say a huge shout out to our newest Saniac team member. We have Hannah joining us. She's going to be releasing every week Hannah's hit list. It'll be the same day as our recaps. Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be recaps day. We're going to send out written recaps and our live recaps. And Hannah, everyone loves her lists and her posts. So now we're going to turn them into, you know, little list style articles. So stay tuned for those. Follow the Saniac Podcast at Saniac Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook to keep in touch with all that good stuff. And for our live recaps, we'll be releasing a live video uh, screen so that way you guys can set reminders for the live videos so when we come on you get notified and you can watch it and not forget and not miss oh, out. Oh, and before I forget, gotta give a big shout out to the Island Two champion Nelson. Congratulations! Oh, no way! You won Nelson the Island with, Two. Nelson, the big win. Listen, he might not have won if I had made it and been drafted on the proper team, but he did. <laughs> I just totally assured him of his credit. Nelson, that was a big W. Congratulations. You are in the Hall of the Legends now. That's uh, you're a sick. champion. Just like Shawnee and just like myself. I can't confirm or deny whether or not I voted for you on the final tribal. But you know, I voted for Nelson the first island. Me and I think it was Alex. We were only the, the two only votes that went to him. So wow. this feels like unfinished business. Mm -hmm. Nelson gets gypped every season because people it was a big think win. he's a big it was player. A big win. He beat out he beat out Misty and he beat out Rachel. And um, wait, Rachel, who rounds? R Rachel rounds, yeah. Nice. Yeah, some really strong competitors. Well, so. Rachel wasn't going to get voted for the win. She's won so many times. <laughs> yeah, she she oh, had an Misty. He beat out Misty. That's yeah. solid. Yep. Who was in jury? It was like a points. Um, it was like a points and votes based system. So when it got down to the final eight people, of which I was a part of, they split them into two teams of four. Ooh. So the two, <laughs> the two captains that were, they did this poll, and the two people that were voted uh, most likely to snake someone were the captains, and it was Misty and Dale. I don't, you don't know. Dale. <laughs> I don't know who Dale is. Is he a big snake? Uh, and if I do say so myself, the draft, I can tell that Misty and Dale don't play fantasy sports because the draft process was horrible. <laughs> uh, Rachel and I were the last two picks, and I... I <laughs> oh, that makes and, sense to me. Well, not Rachel, but you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <never> old. <gasps> that, that was good. I'm not even going to respond to it. I'm just going to let the burn sit. Right. Uh, so the final tribal ended up being the four people on the losing team, which was my team, along with a couple people who had gotten voted out. 
yeah. before that, including Michael. I'm assuming my, uh, Michael, actually, I'm very curious if Michael voted for Misty or Nelson, because those were he like his voted two, Misty. Those were his two main allies. You think he would have voted Misty over? I think Nelson. he would have voted Misty because because there's a lot of history there. Like Michael yeah. and Misty are really good friends. Misty's been friends with us since I don't know. Now it's been fucking ages. It feels like we've all been friends for ten years. But Misty's definitely an old schooler. So mm-hmm. uh, my guess is he voted for Misty. Either way, super proud of you, Nelson. I yes. think that, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm happy we could get that in. Good job, yeah. Nelson. Like I'm really happy that someone cool won the season and it definitely. wasn't a lamo. So. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to sign this episode out. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and see you guys next week.